Welcome to your life's sweet relief. Welcome to Tootsie Rollades. So, welcome. Today we're going to talk about something that makes my heart skip a beat, gives me clammy hands, makes me sick to my stomach, makes me almost lose my breath. You guessed it. I'm going to talk today about scary movies. I said scary movies. One thing I will tell you is that I am the most happiest, go-lucky person that you'll ever meet. I'm so, I want to frolic in the grass. And the love is a many splendor thing. <laughs> like, that's the type of person I am. I don't do well with scary movies. Now, in my household, like I told you before, I grew up with four, four um, brothers. So, two older and two younger. But... I was closer to the older ones because the younger ones were too young to even, they weren't even at my level, like level up. But I always wanted to be part of that crew, the older crew, the, my mom, my two older brothers, Henry and Elvis, and my uncle Rodolfo, may he rest in peace. So what happened was that one day I got sick and tired of being shunned out the freaking living room Effing time I would go into that damn living room. They would be like, No, Rocio, vete, vete, vete. Esto no es para ti. This isn't for you. You're too young. Vete, vete, vete. And I got so mad. And one day I came into the living room when they were about to see a scary movie and I saw that it said rated R. Remember, folks, my first language was Spanish. And then in college, I realized that I actually learned English as a second language. Didn't know that, but anyway, let's continue. So in my mind, it said rated R, but I was still trying to spell at that point. I was like, R -r mm. I recognized the R. So I made a big point and I said, Déjame ver la película. Aquí dice R for Rocio. Yup. I did that to myself. So my brothers and my mom was like, oh, you want to see the movie? Because they love scary movies. My two brothers, Elvis and Henry, was like, Rocio, you can see the movie if you sit right in between us and you can't leave. So I was just like, I totally did this, guys. And I was in pre-K, so I was just like, yeah. And the reason why I remember is because traumatizing things happen because of this damn scary movie. So the movie that they made me watch in between them was... A Nightmare on Elm Street. And it's when one of the scenes that affected my life was when um, there's a scene where Johnny Depp is in the waterbed. Spoiler alert if you haven't seen this movie. But if you are my age and you're listening to me, you have. So Johnny Depp is in this waterbed on top of a waterbed. And he's trying to make out with this beautiful naked girl that he sees inside the waterbed. So when he goes to like try to fill her up, it's Freddy Krueger, and he's like, Ch -ch 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 -ch. and he kills her. I mean, he kills Johnny Depp, and you know, comes through the waterbed and whatever. Blood spews everywhere. So I'm looking at this like, ay, Dios mío, I have to go to bed after this. So I'm here like my heart, but 
But I was like so prideful. I refused to get the fuck up out of that freaking chair. Because I had pleaded so hard. And they were trying so hard for me not to see the scary movie. How can I show them face? Como le doy la cara to be like, yeah, fuck this shit I'm out. I, I, I did it. So I stood there. Then there was another scene. I don't know if I'm confusing the movies, but this is what I remember. Where Freddy Krueger, there's a girl in the hospital. And she's trying to turn on the TV. And Freddy Krueger deadass picks her up and jams her head into the, the TV screen. So when they walk into the hospital, they just see her lifeless body dangling from the TV on top of the hospital. So... As of right now, Freddy Krueger has come out of a waterbed and come out of a TV. So where does that leave me? Because now I got to cover my fucking ass because these barse de come mierdas were not trying to look out for me. Nobody gave a shit about Rocio. You tricked me into watching these effing movies. They're going to kill me. So naturally, I thought to myself, oh my God. If Freddy Krueger came out of a TV and he came out of a waterbed, what makes you think he's not going to come out of the toilet? Oh, my God. Oh, my God. Anytime that I would put my ass over the toilet, the toilet got dark. All the light was taken out and all I saw was darkness. And it's because he was re- waiting, just waiting for me to release so he can pull my butt cheeks and claw them in and pull them in the hole of the toilet. Now. That is how I interpreted that movie. So for one whole week, I refused to take a shit. <laughs> I walked around farting like a motherfucker. To the point that I remember, I will never forget it. I was in pre I was in, not in pre-kindergarten, I was in kindergarten. And my friends are like, Rocio, please stop farting. You smell like doo-doo. <laughs> I was just like, I'm trying to save your life. Freddy Krueger's going to come and he's going to grab us by the ass and pull us in. He's going to pull me out to the fucking toilet. Dumb bitches. <laughs> you're going to pee. Don't pee. If you're going to pee, pee quick and then leave. He's not going to grab pee, but you have to sit down all the way to take a doo-doo. And he's going to grab you by the ass and pull you in. No. So I used to push the girls off the toilet seat and then I got in trouble for it. Whatever. So what ended up happening? My mother, on purpose, was just like, you know what? I can't take this anymore. And bought a suppository. Locked me in the bathroom with my dad and her. And my dad was just like, I blame you to my mom. You like watching all that scary shit. You should be doing this alone. And my mother was just like, I don't have the strength to deal with her. So what did they do? What do you think they did? They gave me a suppository. Now, remember, I'm here freaking out, trying to advocate for my life. I am... Like, you know those preachers on the corner, like when you're up and down walking on one of the avenues in Brooklyn, um, like, for example, Knickerbocker Avenue in, in Brooklyn, in Richard Bushwick, where they're on a little soapbox and they're just like, you're all going to hell. You're all going to hell if you don't turn to Jesus. Look at you shopping when you should be shopping for the Lord. And I'm here to try to save your soul. Oh, my God. So that's how I was advocating my life in that bathroom. And I was just like, you're not listening to me. And I pulled down my mother's shirt. I was just like, please don't make me shit about me. I'm trying to live. I want to live. 
And then I pleaded with my dad, don't you love me? Tu no me ama. Tu no me ama. Tu me quiere matar. And it was to the point that my dad had to grab me with all of his force, bend me over, and I was screaming. Like, literally, he put me over his lap, and I was just like, nah! And I got red in the face, and I was sweating, and I was crying, and I was just like, these motherfuckers are trying to kill me! That R. Kelly, y'all killing me with this! Like, that's how I was. My mother opened up my little butt cheeks and put in the suppository. Oh, my God, that's when I, I had to fight for my life. Because when that suppository went in, it's like all the crap that I had accumulated. To me, it was a week. It was probably like three days. Who knows? But I'm saying a week. That's what it felt like. She put the suppository in and I was just like, no. And now it was a fight, Rocio against Rocio. Because either way, I had to go to the toilet and I was holding it in and holding it in. And the mommy puppy just looked at them and mommy goes, she grabbed me by the shirt and she was just like, si tu me caga el piso, yo te mato a golpe. Which means, if you shit on my bathroom floors, I'm going to beat you to death. And I was just like, oh my God, these people. <laughs> oh my God, please let me shit in the bathtub. Mommy was like, no, on the toilet. I was like, mommy, please. And my butt, I couldn't take it anymore. And you hear a come out and mommy was just like no she pulled on my pants and I was like please mommy and she my dad was like I can't take this anymore and he grabbed me and they both pulled me on the toilet and I was screaming no and let me tell you it's like five people decided to take a shit in there because I went in my mother kept flushing and I was just like because now I'm freaking out every time she flushes because I don't know if y'all people, you know, do do like this. Like, I can't believe we're going into this conversation. But if you don't courtesy flush, there's something really wrong with you because you're just sitting there and marinating in your own shit. What happened with me is that my mother pushed me down and every time they would flush the toilet, I would feel the air pull the water in and I was convinced that the water was going in to disappear so Freddy Krueger's hands would come out. So I kept clenching and clenching and for every flush, there was a clench, flush and clench and flush and clench until I was literally like emptied. And when I finished, I was just like, whew. I feel better. Yo me siento mejor. Mommy was like, you feel better. <laughs> and you know what happened after that. I got punished because I kept wasting everybody's time taking a doo-doo. Now, you think that after me telling you this story, I learned from my lesson? <laughs> of course I didn't. I didn't learn from my lesson. I'm Rocio. I don't learn from any lessons. Until they're like repetitive like three, four times. And then after that, I'm kind of like, hey, you know what? This is not for me. So I remember one day they were watching um, Poltergeist, which is another movie I still cannot see to this day. So I went to see the movie Poltergeist and I said the same thing. Read it R for Rocio. I want to see it. So my brother was like, no, get out of here. We got in trouble because you watched with us the other movie. All right. And I was just like, no, I grew up. That was such a long time ago. I'm looking at Tommy now. Like, let me turn. Let me watch it. Let me watch it. So they were like, fine. I went to see Poltergeist. And my brothers were like, if you don't finish watching the movie, the tree in the movie is going to get you. The thing is that I grew up in Los Sures in Williamsburg where outside our window were mat trees. 
So in my head, I was just like, oh, shit. This is going to be like one of them real, real movies. So I was just like, all right, because I got a tree outside my window. I got to be careful. Let me tell you, I saw that Poltergeist movie. From everything that happened, first and foremost, I cannot stand white noise. Even if the TV goes shh into snow, it literally gives me anxiety. Because somehow, some way, I know a motherfucker's trying to communicate with me. And I'm not with them shits. I'm not going to sit there and have me sleep and something go through the TV and be like, Coraline, oh, there's no Coraline. Roast And I'm going to be like, no. No. So, <laughs> yeah. Excuse me, I'm not going to do that. So, taught me not to believe in white, in, you know, the white snow on the TV screen. Um, Two... Um, one thing that I saw is that this guy drank a cup of water and there was a worm in it and he swallowed the worm. And then a couple of hours later, he was, you know, oh, oh shit. I feel like throwing up, throwing up. He ended up throwing up half a man out of his mouth because he swallowed the little worm. Case in point, movie taught me anytime that I drink and I still do this to this day. Anytime I drink something with juice. I make sure that it goes through my teeth. Or if not, as I'm drinking it, I'm filtering it to make sure that there's nothing in there. Case in point, I don't like drinking um, orange juice with pulp in it. Because now I have to waste my time biting every single piece of the pulp to make sure there isn't a worm. So later on in life, I'm not with my husband. And five minutes later, I'm throwing up half a guy out of my mouth. You see what I'm saying? You think... I stopped there. Of course I didn't. I go and I see the movie Cat's Eye. Now, if you haven't seen this movie, old 80s movie where there's a cat who's in a girl's house. And the girl, I believe, is Drew Barrymore. And there's a little thing at night that comes out of the door. Like, I mean, the bottom of the wall. And it makes its own, like, mouse hole. And it comes out. And it's like this gremlin small thing. And what he does is that he climbs up the children's bed, gets on their chest, and inhales their exhale. So he's inhaling their essence and getting them sick and sick to kill them, right? And at the end of the movie, you know, the cat ends up killing the little gremlin. Okay. Because of that movie, I make sure that my covers never touch the floor. Because in my mind, what happened with that little Drew Barrymore um, character is that she had her little savanna on the bottom of the floor, which gave the monster easy access to climb up the side of the bed. So you know what I do? None of my savannas hit the floor. Because if you're a gremlin, I really want you to, you need to freaking Cirque du, du Soleil your ass up the bed to kill me. Like, you need to put in the work. I'm not going to throw you a rope. I ain't fucking Rapunzel. You better freaking go on yourself, do a little trampoline, pum 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 somersault half cow half twist bam to kill me you're not gonna go out of your way to just here's a little savanna here's a corner of my savanna let me make things to go up on the side of the bed so you can jump on and kill me negative big fact negative that's not gonna happen so then you see that movie another movie that to this day i cannot stand even me talking about it right now, like right now my hands are getting clammy. They're getting clammy. Is the movie Chucky. 
Because Rocio never learns. Hey, you know, it's rated R, R for Rocio. So my brother was like, actually, you can see this movie. It's about a doll. And I was just like, oh my God, that's so cool because I love dolls. And it's about a talking doll. So hello, guess what I have? I have a little um, Teddy Ruxpin. So this is back in the days. This is in the 80s. We used to have this cartoon called Teddy Ruxpin. And my parents bought me the Teddy Ruxpin doll with its boat. So what I would do is I would lock myself in the bedroom, turn off the lights, and Teddy Ruxpin used to talk as the, um, the boat used to show a projection on the wall. So he was basically narrating my own private muñequito, my own private cartoon. So uh, I was lit. Second of all, I wasn't allowed outside. So I was just a tad bit, wee bit spoiled coming up. Anywho. So I'm here like, oh my God, I have a doll that talks. And I'm going to watch a movie about a doll that talks. Color me cool. The movie was Chucky. It was child's play. Let me tell you something. That whole Timbala shit. Oh my God, I can't even say it right now. Look, my heart. Oh my God, that was my heart. That's not my heart, it's my dog. Freaking tap dancing on the other side of the door. Um, I saw that movie and I immediately walked into the room quietly. Like, you know when you're devastated and you have no reaction? You're just like, whomp. So that's how I was. I saw the movie. Saw that they tried to burn this mother effer. He wouldn't die. And he would come back and they would kill him again. Come back, kill him again and all this stuff. After the movie, I just quietly got up. Grab the Teddy Ruxpin doll, grab the boat, covered its eyes, and threw it down the garbage chute. Yes, I got an ass whooping, but people don't understand that I was trying to save lives. I was trying to save their lives. Because if I just got this information that dolls can come to life, I got a lot of other happy dolls. I need to save lives. They were not there to protect me. They were there to study me in order to kill me and create the perfect murder so my parents think somebody else did it or that I did it on myself when they're, in fact, the ones that did it. So, it left me no other choice than to throw out my dolls. So, I threw out my Teddy Ruxpin. Got whipped for that. Then that Christmas, my dad's boss gifted me this expensive, I'll never forget it, it was this expensive white doll with blonde hair even though i'm a brown skin afro latina dominican with curly black hair pero tu sabe that doesn't count because i don't know why he got me a white doll with blonde hair and a red dress i grabbed it and its eyes were closed when i had it because it was laying down when i popped it up it went mama i was just like they just gave me a chocolate doll so i put the doll face you know like um back in the sleeping position so the eyes were closed because in my head I was like all she did was open her eyes and see the ceiling and me so I closed the eyes and as everybody was talking I opened the door and mommy was like Rocio don't you dare and I ran to the garbage chute opened the garbage chute and threw that freaking doll down there got the ass whooping of a century but I'll take that L because I just saved all your mother effing lives. Now, there was another time where, you know, after that, I learned my lesson. 
no more scary movies. I couldn't do scary movies. I don't do scary movies. I don't do suspenseful movies because I get too in my feelings. So <clears throat> when Steven and I started dating, Steven is my now husband. When we were dating, he's very much into like scary movie, horror movies. And then unfortunately, when he got with me, all of that fell through the wayside. Because Rocio don't fuck with that. So he was like, Rocio, you know, let's do something suspenseful because I was so in love and I was, you know, fell in love for the dick. Let me stop. <laughs> but I did though. Um, I was just like, oh my God, I can do something suspenseful, but I can't do something like full on scary. So he was like, all right, boo, I got you. I'm going to put on this movie called The Thing. Let me tell you something about this movie called The Thing. He was right. It wasn't like, it was mostly suspenseful, but it was gory horror. Not like I'm going to mess with you psychologically, but then it kind of doesn't mess with you psychologically. The whole premise of this film is that there is like a little alien thing. It looks like snot. So it's like, imagine that, 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 that you threw a catarro out of your, on the floor. That was the alien. What the alien did is that it would grab its host, kill the host and imitate it to the T. So you would not know if that person is the alien or if that person is um, a real person because it would take over the host and act like the host and talk like the host. So <clears throat> in one of the scenes in the beginning of the movie, I mean, it's a spoiler alert, spoiler alert for those of you that haven't seen the movie. Um, so what happens is that in the beginning of the movie, it's a dog, like one of those snow dogs, those white husky dogs running in the snow, running in the snow, running in the snow. And it goes to a campsite where there's like these explorer guys trying to like, you know, just looking at like, I don't know, snow, exploring it, like, you know, scientific crap. And one of the guys grabbed the dog and he was like, oh my God, the dog. It was being chased by like this helicopter. These people ended up dying because the helicopter crashed and they didn't give him enough time to explain to them why they were trying to kill this dog. So the thing is that they took in the dog and inside the scientific layer, they had a cage full of dogs. Dogs are very intuitive. They saw this dog and they started freaking the F out when they put that dog in the kennel with them. So much so that they were ripping themselves. Like you see them ripping like the, like cutting their mouths and everything to escape the cage because they brought this alien, which they were like, this ain't my fucking dog. Esto no es un perro. Eh, compadre, tú no me traiste aquí un perro. Esto no es un perro. This no dog. This is not a dog. This is alien. This is an oni. Tú me traiste un diablo aquí adentro. Get out. So the dogs are trying to get the hell out. They're trying to get the hell out. And the dog, I don't know how to describe. I'm going to try my best to describe what I saw. So, you know, when you look at like pyramids and like stuff of like Egyptian and how like the pets are sitting where they're sitting and their hands are like, well, their paws are in front of them and they're just sitting upright. Like their body is down, but their head is up almost like a downward dog, but their legs are tucked in and they're just like sitting. <clears throat> so the alien husky, while all the dogs are freaking out on some, get me out of here. The dog is just standing still. And when they turn off the lights, that dog splits in like seven. It opens up like like the thing from from Stranger Things, like the big the big alien thing. It splits up like that. And the inside of it grab each and every one of the dogs and start choking the shit out of it and, and starts eating them. 
and turning into them. So now he's like multiplying and stuff. So I'm looking at this movie and I'm like, hey, que te tipo no entiende. I do not like a scary movies. But he's going to learn because obviously, you know, I don't like that crap. It messes with me. I'm very imaginative. So after the movie, me and Steven are like, all right, we're calling it a night. We're turning off all the lights. We're about to go to sleep. And I kid you not, I have a dog. His name is Tito. It's T-E-A-T-O-E. Not spelled T-I-T-O. Get your life. No es Tito. It's Tito. All right? Concho. I hate that crap. T-E-A like T and T-O-E like your big towel. I want it to be original. So Tito. So I have a dog and he's Shapu. Half Shih Tzu, half Poodle. And he is like brown with white and black highlights. I kid you not, when the movie was over, my husband Stephen goes, Rocio, yo, look at your dog. Let me tell you that I look at my dog and I swear on life, I almost died. Almost straight up died because he was sitting in that pharaoh position, in that like pet Egyptian position. And I was just like, he's just being funny. Tito, the dog was not moving. I was just like, Tito, the dog was not moving. He just stood in that position like, I'm sleeping and I am in a trance. Yo, I was just like, this dog does not know me. I took my hand and slapped the shit out of my dog. My dog was like, Wah! and I was like, that's right. No, don't do that. Go inside. You know what? You're a punishment. You're a punishment for scaring the shit out of your mom. Go inside your cage. <laughs> and the dog went inside the cage. Oh, my God. I almost died. Damn, dog. You better hypnotize your own damn self. You better look at yourself in the freaking corner and do that shit. Don't do that thing in front of me. I'm calling you. Move. No, he stood in that position. Wake up out of that shit. Anywho, <laughs> as you can see, I don't do well with scary movies. So, <laughs> there you go. All right, well, if you have any experiences about scary movies, please let me know. I do have way, way more, but I'm not going to spend three hours talking about my horrible experiences. I'll probably do a scary part two type of thing. Um, but if you have any scary experience watching scary movies that you would like to share, definitely share them with me and I'll find a way to post them and speak about it. You can either DM me on Instagram. That's Tootsie Rollades. You can go and hit me up on Spotify at what? Tootsie Rollades. Or you could just download, as of right now, the Anchor app and check me out. Tootsie Rollades. Until next time, I hope you enjoy your life sweet relief. Bye.